Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Marquee Matchup Show, episode whatever. It's been a while, uh, but we are back. I am here with my wonderful guest, jo- or guest, my co-host, I apologize, Joey. Oh Joey, God. how are you doing today? Charlie, I'm, I'm, I'm doing absolutely fantastic here in beautiful Spain, living it up. Across the world. Across, across the pond, you could say. <laughs> yeah. You're closer to the uh, controversy than I am, Joey. A little bit, yeah, yeah. I'm actually I'm only like six hours away or something like that. Which is you, you know, weird. you should go. Well, okay, we'll get right into it today. <laughs> we're we're recording two days before the World Cup starts, and for anyone who's has ears or pays attention to the news or anything of that nature, you may have noticed a little bit of controversy going on with this World Cup cycle, um, and Joey. I think we should just talk right. I think we have to start. With, we have to start with the controversy. Controversy before we cover anything else, right? Yeah, let's let's dive right into it. I'm I'm in. But it, you know, it's sad when an event hasn't happened yet and it already has a Wikipedia page that's fairly long, full of its controversies. It's it's not just fairly long. It's very long. There are eight many sections. Yeah, there's seven main sections. That's crazy. But, like, where do we start? I mean, we could start with the stuff we've already talked about, right? With, like, the migrant workers, the slavery, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Or we can talk about the new things, like, um, the fact, or, or like, the fact that they're no longer, they said they were going to, well, they started out, we're not serving alcohol, right? But then they're like, okay, 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 we'll serve alcohol. Then, with pressure from the, like, leaders of Qatar or something like that, They've pushed a lot of that stuff underground again. So now it's almost impossible to find like any alcohol sales in the in the main area of Qatar for the World Cup, which is crazy. Oh, is it really? I saw that I saw a TikTok of a guy who went and basically made like a Google map of all of the different locations where you can get drinks. And someone's like, I don't know why we shouldn't be sharing this. Like, we're doxing this man. Like, he's going to get killed before the event is over. <laughs> it's terrible. But, yeah, they – they, I, the other thing, like, from not even a soccer standpoint, from, like, a, a business standpoint, how furious would you be if you're, like, a Budweiser or a Heineken or something and you spent that much money, like – um getting your ads and then they're just like actually we're not going to show these anymore we're going to push them basically underground so where they can't be seen like how livid would you be yeah that'd be that'd be that would not be very nice for them they probably spent so much money on all of that like like yeah it's well because when i think soccer right as an american who, who knows next to nothing about the sport when i used to think world cup you would think of those big like crowds standing outside with the big inflatable screens right and then every time their team mm-hmm. scores the beer just goes flying in the air right yeah definitely like having a world cup without that is just a weird thought and like i i don't know it might be a hot take and i think i've said it before on the podcast but i hate i hate the rotating like world cup thing because we get stuff like this every year or every cycle right you think it should be in the same place every no, time hear me out hear me out but like <laughs> flashback to brazil brazil was a disaster 
it was awful. People like like they kept saying that the like poor neighborhoods were just getting squeezed out and out further out of Brazil because they didn't want tourists to come and see what Brazil was actually like, right? There were the the, the famous hypodermic needles on, on the beaches and stuff like that. Um, you go to they give it to Russia and then like especially looking back on it now, that's not a great idea. Um, <laughs> and then you give it to Qatar. I think the main issue when I think of, of World Cup stuff is that there are a lot of places that host the World Cup, right? Like Brazil made all of these massive stadiums. When are they ever going to use those massive stadiums again? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think the problem isn't the fact that it's rotating. I think the problem is that every single one of these World Cups was fueled by some kind of corruption. So it didn't, it never, it, it's never ever going to the place that it should be going. It's yeah. going to the place that is, is, I don't know, the closest friend or giving the most money or giving the most votes to whoever the president is. I uh, saw, I saw a tweet which made me very, a little upset. It was something like um, the bid for this World Cup was supposed to go to the US. And then the French president actually told FIFA to like give it to Qatar. And then like six months later, Qatar bought like fourteen million of uh like like fourteen million dollars worth of uh fighter jets from France. And it's like, okay, so I, I understand how this works. It still is not gonna make me happy about it though. Yeah. It's it is literally just like politics. It's it has nothing yeah. to do with sports, it has nothing to do with you can't even call it politics because it's not politics. It's just people trying to benefit themselves. Yeah. Trying to make as much money as possible, disregarding where actual what would actually be best for the sport and for the fans. Yeah. I think that we should pick one like one area on each continent, right? Like North America, U.S. gets it, right? Europe, give it to like France or someone because they have the facilities to, to host these events, right? And then every year it switches between one of those, like one of each of the continents. You know what I mean? Like I get that that, like there are other countries that would want a share of like, I mean, no one, you don't make money from hosting a World Cup, right? Well... If, I mean, you, like, if you host it correctly, you make a lot of money. And it's also, I think it's a lot more about the cultural standings than it is money as well. Yeah. Okay. I get that. Like sports washing is like key, especially in Qatar. Like Qatar knows they're not going to make that much money because they already spent like three quadrillion dollars on the World Dude, Cup. What was it? What was it? $220 billion? Yeah. It's, it's so much money that they spent, which is, I think, it's 20, 20 times what Russia spent. Was that correct? Yeah, that I just saw? think so. Well, because Russia was 19, bill, or 19 billion, and yeah, and Qatar's 220. Ridiculous. Absurd. <laughs> um, what, what other? Well, I mean, like, there are so many other stupid controversies. Like, the, the pain, they, they apparently allegedly paid fans to come to the come to the tournament to promote the country which is like the it's the world cup that one that one of all the things that one is the one that i i struggle to believe the most (laughs) the 
There's no, I, I just don't, I don't think it's possible that you can struggle to bring fans to a World Cup. But, yes, but have we ever had a World Cup like Qatar's World Cup? Do you know what I mean? It's, no, I mean, that's true. Well, I, I, we'll see. Because I think that's emerged only in the last couple of days, that, that news. So there's not yeah. much... It's funny because whenever we're, we're using Wikipedia, whenever you're look, it's always right. But whenever you're looking on Wikipedia, <laughs> like you can see what they're referencing, like what website and stuff like that. And usually, if something has a lot of references, it's either like very right or at least it has some standing. The fake fans has five different websites going into to the reference for just one sentence, which is crazy. That's crazy. Oh. But I mean, this it's gonna be a disaster, Joey. I it's, I mean, and then we didn't even hit the biggest part, Joey. Yeah, we've kind of we've kind of gone through the light ones so far. Qatar allegedly bribed eight official or eight players of the Ecuadorian team seven point four million dollars to throw the game to lose one zero in the second half. So I think. I think if I'm a gambling man, I might throw a few dollars on 1-0 Qatar. Correct score. Like, I think that that's, you know, as bad as it is, that's, you'd have to do something. Uh, you have to, like, even if they're like, well, there's no fraud. The, the, it was a bribery, but it was a failed bribery. Chances are they're going to just pay him anyway, and they're going to do it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's, it's gross. I hate it. I hate it, Joey. Yeah. I mean, and we we have yet to even talk about any of like the human rights or like any of the yeah that horrible, was also crazy horrible human rights for the workers for the fans for literally anything <laughs> like have anyone all, involved. Have you also seen the post of the hotels that they're setting up? No. Oh my goodness. Do you do you remember Firefest? Yes. It's very similar to that where they're throwing <laughs> like people are paying for these nice like rooms, right? They, uh-huh. th- they threw two beds in a storage container and they put a window in it. Like storage I, container, like, you may think that that's a joke, but this it's literally like a little village of storage containers that they just made into like hotel rooms. It is crazy i'm googling this right now it's insane like it's it's it, it's it's just i mean i can't even wrap my head around something oh like this God. can happen do, do you know what I, you see what i mean i'm looking at it right now it's it's just crazy that something like this can happen in 2022 you would think that this is like an old thing but it's incredible, like, what they're doing to it, which is weird. I wonder how much the population of Qatar is going to change. Like, how many people live in Qatar? I have no idea. I'm looking like, it up right now. Do you think now. it's going to, like, double? It's 2.931 million. It's almost, <sighs> three, almost 3 million. That, that, that might, like, double. And I know, I know a lot of that, of like most of Qatar's population now is migrant workers. Joey, Joey, eight point five million people live in New York City alone. <laughs> More people live twice as many people, almost three times as many people 
live in the in the five boroughs of New York City than live in the country of Qatar. That's and they crazy. are hosting a that would be like if New York City hosted a World Cup. Imagine that. Like it's just crazy. Like there's no there's no way they they even how many years do they get in advance like from when they get the bid? Is it 4 or is it 8? I think it's like 7ish. That's still not enough. I mean maybe, for a country maybe, like maybe, Qatar maybe, that's maybe, not enough. Well, they had May, no, I think it's more. Uh, actually, I don't know. In 2010, they had 200,000 migrant workers come over. Jeez. Which was, which was at the time, 10% of the population, 20% of the population. That's just sickening. That's crazy. Like, part of me doesn't want to watch the World Cup, right? Just because of all this. I'm going to anyway. Like it's one of those things where it's like, uh, maybe I maybe I like it makes me feel bad for watching. The other thing that blows my mind is they've been reporting on this since 2013, and no one's. It feel I feel like I only started hearing about this earlier this year or last year. Did you know that you know Seth, you know who Seth Blatter is? Yes. Ugh. Yeah, exactly. You know, he <laughs> he himself literally came out and said it was a mistake giving it to Qatar. No shit like oh my that but like yes hindsight's 2020 but to some extent maybe look a little more into the decisions you make before like you know oh, I, you think, just... I think he was fully aware of the decision he was making i think he was probably making plenty plenty of money <laughs> making that decision i think he was well informed at what point, like, I, I might, I don't know if what I'm going to say is controversial. I'll cut it out if you think it's too bad. But at what point, what percentage of all of the human lives lost falls on Qatar, right? And, and them building the stadiums. And how much of that percentage falls on FIFA itself for giving this World Cup to Qatar? I think, I can, I think it can both 100% fall on both of them. So I okay I I, I agree with that. Split up the blame. I think you can. I think the blame. <laughs> can be everyone. I, I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. Anyone can catch the hands of the blame. Mm. It's, and and like, but but usually, right? Like teams that get the World Cup are teams that have been good in 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 soccer historically, right? I mean, like South Africa, maybe, but they they were still like a soccer country in a in a way. You know what I mean? I mean, South Africa was also selected. There has not been a World Cup selected out of not corrupt reasons for the last like twenty years. <laughs> yeah. No, longer. <laughs> like literally longer. This is this crazy. This. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like this happens once every four years, right? And you want to enjoy it because you like it's not going to be for another four years. But you, I, I don't, I can, I literally cannot enjoy something that was built on the backs of of people who were literal present day slaves. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's awful. It is. It's it's terrible, and it, it hopefully it's changing. Um. Oh God, I you know I really hope so, Joey. I think it's time we move on away from the controversy and talk more about the actual soccer of it all.
Yeah, maybe. I, this is this is this is a soccer podcast after all. <laughs> but Joey, I'm gonna ask you two questions. All three questions, right? Okay. First, I'm gonna ask you all three, and then you tell me after I ask them all. Okay. All right. All right. I'm ready. We'll First, see if I remember them all. who's gonna win? Second. Okay. Like, who's your favorite twin? Second, give me, like, a dark horse team that you think can go very far. And mm-hmm. then third, which team will score the least amount of goals across the entire world? Cup? The least amount the of goals. The least amount of goals. Okay. So, who do I think is going to win? Yes. I'll start with that. I think – I think – well, the so I think it's between Argentina and Brazil. I think they're the two best teams in the world, not based on rating, but based mm-hmm. on – although I think they're one in three technically in, in the FIFA rankings. But they just look so good. And I, I, know, I know they have like a past of choking a little bit, but so does every country, to be honest. Not so, the U.S. Two-time World War champions. <laughs> just want that to be known. And none of these other teams were involved in those wars. Either. Well, well, <laughs> you could say one of one of the other teams in the World Cup is actually a two-time World War loser, which which is shocking to 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 even think about. Crazy. <laughs> but you uh-huh. have like, I don't know. I just when I think like good soccer teams with like a great with great depth, right? Because to some extent, you're playing three games in the group stage, then like as many more as, as the thing allows, or as the, the cup it's, allows, but like... It's seven games total. And that's that's a lot in such a short period of time. Do you know what I mean? I feel yeah, like you're going to need... at the same time. <laughs> fair, fair. But you're going to need some, like, fresh legs. You need depth in a squad. And I you when do. I think... When I think depth of squad, I think France and Spain. Those are, I think, my two favorites to win the World Cup. I think <laughs> France has a... Wow. I think France has a serious, uh, a serious threat. They are a serious threat to, to repeat. And I think Spain has, not only do they have the depth, they have a lot of young talent as well, which is going to help them. And especially, like, maybe they don't win it this year. If they don't win, if Spain doesn't win it this year, they are 100% winning the next World Cup. And that's, I think, that's a guarantee. I do think Spain will win it within the next two or three. I, I, can, I can stand with you by that. I... When I, Spain, I see a lot of inconsistency. Um, yeah, I I worry I worry with them a little bit because sometimes it looks like they they dominate matches and then the chances that they get they just absolutely fluff them. Like it is kind of what happens when you have Ferran and Morata up top, mm-hmm. but it's it, it's what happened in the Euros. Um, against Italy and they played amazing in the Euros but they could never really finish the chances and that's what I'm yeah. worried about for Spain this time and then France I don't know I, I don't know they're they, a wild card they they have a on paper on in FIFA I would pick them to win but yeah they they're, they're iffy to me like this I don't think Deschamps is a very good manager they don't they don't they don't play like a unit. They kind of play like a bunch of individuals. But I don't it's know. one of those things. They're, they're iffy for me. It's seven games, right? Like mm-hmm. teams get hot over a stretch like that, right? And that's what that's why I have France in my top two and Spain because I feel like if either of those teams get hot, right, and start finding their groove, hitting their chances, and like producing like they can, then they're going to be 
serious dangers going in. But if they don't find their groove early in the group stage, or even like towards the end of the group stage, then they're just done. They might be like a yeah. first uh, round of 16 boot, which would be... I mean, that's, that's why I think Argentina or Brazil really have a shout, because, well, Argentina, first of all, coming to this World Cup, they have won 31 games in a row. Um, and they, like, literally, that that is including the Copa America from 2020, I think. Mm. Or no, it was last... Yeah, it was 2020. No, didn't Argentina win 2020? Oh, you are talking about Argentina. I'm, I'm talking about Argentina. Talking and Brazil is, I think, that if they had won that tournament, they would be in the same situation. Yeah, I would I would agree. I but think they have a lot of... On, on, I, on, I get that those are, uh, those are South American tournaments, which is like a different yeah. culture of soccer. And it, it, some people think it's, it's worse. I don't personally think it's worse when I watch it. I think it's just as good, but... It's it's a different culture for sure. You're not playing Saudi Arabia and Poland like Argentina. Yeah. Are <laughs> um, but Joey, I think that's a good a good stopping point for the first question. On to the second question. I think can I can I lead this one off? Yeah, I don't remember the question. <laughs> Groups gr- or teams that I think can make a serious, uh, a, a, like a dark horse serious run. Oh like, yes. And and again, I'm going just strictly based on like if this team gets hot, right? And I'm not going to pick, like, um, like Portugal because they're they're technically, like, they, they should. They should. Do you know what they're I mean? One the bigs. They're one of the big nations. My two. I have two, Joey. They're from the yeah. same – they're from the same confederation. Do you know what confederation that is? Africa. Incorrect. Ooh. Is it – are you going to say Canada and the U.S.? I'm going to say Canada and the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> I I think the U.S. again, if they can get hot and they start like, if they can consecutively produce on their chances and things like that, then they have a serious chance to not only get out of the group stage but maybe win a few of one or two games after that. Do you know what I mean? And I think can't we? Nobody has really seen Canada in the World Cup. They haven't even scored yeah. a goal, right? Um, they I. I I'm I, I don't know actually know. But they haven't been in the World Cup since the nineties, I think. Yeah, it's been a long time. So no one really knows what they're they're about, right? Like you can see while the teams change, most countries like kind of go in with similar game plans year after year based on what they are. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. Argentina, France, Spain, Brazil, Germany, those teams are good teams year in and year out. So they're gonna go in with similar game plans, right? But nobody knows outside of maybe CONCACAF, knows what Canada is going to do. Like, you can study film all you want, but until you get out there and play against a team, you're not really going to have any idea how well they're going to produce. You know what I mean? That's fair. So those are my two. Those are my two dark horse picks. I, I have faith in, in the, the north, the, the, the top hat, and the, the best country in CONCACAF. Not so much Mexico. <laughs> I think they're in a they're in a tough group there, but I I could see I could see them getting out of Group C over. I don't know I don't know if Mexico. It, that, I think that is I actually think that or Group D is the easiest group in the whole tournament, and I still don't even really? know who's going to get out of that. Uh, but who are your dark horses, Joey? Give me at least give me one, give me two, however many you think. I so my my about. biggest dark horse, the country that I think is really gonna gonna surprise people is Ghana. Really? I look, 
you look at that Ghanaian team, I don't know if you've ever looked at the Ghana t- squad. It no, is I have not. Very, I'll be honest with you. It is very, very good. Like, you you, you probably can't think of too many Ghanaian players off the top of your head. I but then if I you look at it, it's a very well-rounded team. Like, it's not, it's not like, I don't know, in Egypt where they have Mo Salah and a few other decent players and, and that's it. Like, they don't have a star, but that, they, have a, they have a very, like, well-rounded team of, of, like, top five league starters. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and I, I kind of agree with what you're saying. I don't think, like, like if you have a PSG where Mbappe is the golden child, he's going to want the ball all the time, right? And you're going to have to play the ball through him. But mm-hmm. if you have a bunch of guys who aren't on that level, aren't Messi, aren't uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, players like that, I feel like they're going to play better as a team and a unit, which is going to be mm. rough to come up against. So I, I like that pick. Yeah, and I, I know calf, calf teams generally tend to not do too well in tournaments, which I, I don't know. I feel like looking at the African teams in this tournament with Ghana um, and Cameroon and Senegal, I, I think that those three teams, and even Morocco – possibly like those three teams slash four teams could really do something good in this tournament like i i people generally tend to look past african teams in major tournaments because they don't have a history of doing well like Mm -hmm. no no one's ever reached the semifinals but i think maybe not semifinals for them but i think one of these teams can make a severe dent and maybe like knock it knock out a major team or something like that yeah, I have an, I just thought of another great question, by the way, but but we'll wait until uh, okay. we're ready to move on. Are you ready to move on? I want to I want to talk about. Do you do you think would you consider Netherlands to be to, to be a dark horse? Uh, recently, it, yes. Historically, no. But recently, I think have, so. they, I feel they, like they've they been good history. They were in the World Cup final in 2010, but. When I hear people talking about who they think it's they're gonna win, I have never once heard Netherlands. And I think Netherlands played really well in the Euros. They got screwed over by that idiotic Delict handball. And I really I think they can do something. Yeah. I, again, looking at their group, I mean the whole thing is you gotta get out of your group before you worry the group about it. Like, definitely is helping them out. Group A is, is an easy one. And I think that that, well, I mean, Qatar is going to beat Senegal 1-0, or Ecuador 1-0, so be careful of that. <laughs> but, I mean, I think, but, I mean, again, before you worry about the knockout stage, you have to worry about the group. And I think they are going to win that group. Probably, mm. if not win, especially with uh, Mo Salah out now, I think they probably will win that group, which... Well, you mean Mane. Not Mo Salah, Mane, yeah. yes, sorry, thank you. Yeah. We were talking about Egypt. Um but yeah, I mean, like they're on paper, they're a great team, right? And uh, it's one of those things where it's like, why are no one talking? You know? Yeah, it's, it's confusing. I think I think it's just they've kind of been forgotten behind behind like France, Brazil, Argentina, Spain, like the major major nations. Yeah, but I I give them I really I'd give them dark horse status. I think I think they have a chance. Okay, they're like they're like mid like if there's like two tiers of dark horse status, there's like <laughs> the teams that are good but no one thinks they're gonna win still, and the teams that are like no one is ever ever gonna think that they're even yeah. gonna do. Well. Yeah, 
that kind of thing. I'm, I'm with you on that. We can just um, say they'll exceed expectations. That's what we'll say. I like that. I like that. Are we ready for question three of four? Yes. Biggest bust of the tournament. Biggest bust. I think it could. I don't know. There's a few. I think Spain and Germany are both not as good as people think. I watched friendlies of both of them in the last two days, and they both looked unconvincing. Yeah. Um, and also, I don't know, France. France, they, they're up and down. They're very up and down. I'm, I'm with you. You're also not going to like my answer. <laughs> I'm going either. I think, I again, it's... Because of lot, a lot of what I think for, like, the World Cup stems back to, like, March Madness in, in college basketball, right? Like, those are games after games after games, right? Not as spread out as, as a World Cup, but again, it's a different sport, so you don't need that much time. Mm. But if a team gets hot and they get on a run in, in March Madness, then they get on a run. But if you get a team like, um, like Virginia coming up against UMBC, a good lower-tier side in the knockout stage, and they just get destroyed, then they're just out of it after one game, right? So I do yeah. think, while I do think Argentina and Brazil will qualify for the knockout stage, I do think one of them loses in the first round. Wow, Charles, that is that is very big. Whether either A, getting matched up against, how, how do they do the matchups for the, for the knockout stage? Is it against like, the group? It's first place, second of, I don't know exactly what group. But is it like a is it like back of the pots or be on the same side if they both won? I know that. Oh, they would. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think one is one of them is going home in the first in the first round. Wow, that 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 might be one of the hottest takes I've heard about. <laughs> well, it's gonna happen. You better watch it. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll believe it when I see it. Well, Joey, final question. All right. Which team will score the least overall goals? The least overall goals, Costa Rica. Easy, done. I was gonna say it's between it's between three for me. It's Qatar, okay. Costa Rica, Morocco. Are Morocco good? I haven't even heard anything See, about Morocco. Them. Are also another one of the iffy teams. They're kind of like. I don't know the U.S. with the with the, like the shady like coach coach player relations, not selecting <laughs> like them as opposed to other things as opposed to their actual quality. Yeah, but Morocco, I mean, they have good players. They have a, yeah. they have a very good team. I think they they have a difficult group, but I think they'll score. Versus Costa Rica, they're playing Spain and Germany, who are known to be very defensively sound teams. And Costa Rica is not good at scoring goals. Even in CONCACAF, they're not good at scoring goals. Yeah, yeah. They've, they've always been more of a defensive team, right? Is he yeah, still they, playing they have, in goal? He is not. He retired earlier. I think, oh, wait, did wait, he? Actually, no, actually, <laughs> I, I, I think I take that back. I think I take that back. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, he's playing. Okay. I So... What what I screwed up there was I remember when the U.S. played Costa Rica away, it was Navas's last game in Costa Rica for Costa Rica. Uh, and okay. he's retiring after the World Cup from from international play, at least. I see, I see. Yeah. 
But I, I, yeah, I, I, the more I look at it, the more I think it's, it's, it's has to be Costa Rica or Qatar, right? Yeah. But you got to think Qatar's guaranteed to score one goal <laughs> of their, their, their scandals. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I hope, I, the, I hope the, Qatar, the I hope Qatar does not score a single goal. I think that I would, would be hilarious. That. I would enjoy that, but I, I I worry with the with the home fans behind them. It, it could be a little bit of a problem. Like they, it's Russia. Like when Tereshev oh, just turned into like prime Ronaldo. Yeah, that was bad. That wasn't good. That part of it. <laughs> that, that was rough. That was I. Oh God! Didn't so they I, beat Spain? They did beat Spain on oh, penalties. It's even worse. That was a tough day for me. <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, I have no other. Do you have any questions you'd like to pose for the podcast? Should we maybe just talk talk about the, the U.S., how we think they're going to do first? Oh, true, true. I, you, you hit me with, hit me with your, your little prediction. Your so I, like, in, in the most logical and objective stance that I can – actually, I, that's impossible for me with the U.S., but <laughs> I, think, I think the problem is that I'm pessimistic right now for the U.S., I think I am undervaluing this team. I am very, very worried that that the group is going to finish England, Iran, U.S., Wales. Wow. Um, that would be so. At the same time, I, I, I don't know very much. I know I know players on Iran and Wales, but I on Wales, but I don't know how the national team plays. Yeah. So I'm hoping that the U.S. can can come out and maybe even beat England. Who knows? England are a, are, are an oddball team as well. Yeah, I don't I don't like I feel like when you're watching, especially me because I'm a, sadly a Tottenham fan, long long time suffering Tottenham fan. <laughs> like I watch Tottenham play, right? Mm-hmm. Why is Eric Dyer a, a defender on the English national team? Is there nobody better? Well, they got Harry Maguire too. <laughs> They have Harry Maguire, Eric Dyer. That's insane. Like, how? Who? I'm, I'm, I'm blown away by that. It is an That's insane. Pulisic comes in and 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 sits him on the ground and puts one in the back of the net. I think here's what I'm hoping for. Let me let me just lay it out flat. All right, right, ready. U.S. England back and forth, a lot of chances, no goals until the 87th minute. U.S. gets a corner. We whip it in. Eric Dyer, own goal. U.S. win 1-0. And that Pulisic runs to the corner and takes off his shirt, revealing another shirt that says it's called <laughs> soccer. If he does not, I'm going to be very disappointed. I hope I hope at least one player has that written underneath their jersey going into that <laughs> pitch. Maybe they don't score, but I hope they have it at least written. That would be so good. Oh. Justin McKinney having that written under his shirt. Oh yeah, I mean he, he's the type he's the type of guy to have that. He really is. He really, knowing nothing about him other than watching him play soccer, I have to agree uh, wholeheartedly. There, he loves a good, he loves a good banter. He loves he loves some banter. Oh yes, but Joey, you were saying you were pessimistic about the team. I think I've been on the Twitter a lot. Uh, seeing a lot of how people are reacting to the, like the squad chosen, I think it's getting a lot of unnecessary hate. I do think this is a very strong team. It, maybe it's not our best, which is weird, and I'll agree with that. But like this, the the quality of player we are putting out there 
on paper should be good enough. Do you know what I mean? No, it, I, definitely, I definitely agree. I think squad-wise, U.S. certainly, like, 100% has the second-best squad in this team, uh, in this group, even yeah. with some of the iffy picks, like, bringing, um, what's his name? Why Sean Johnson. No, Sean Johnson, actually, I'm fine with. The Seattle play, Jordan Morris. Whoa. Jordan Morris instead of Ricardo Pepe or oh yeah things like that like the the two or three iffy picks that Greg made but the U.S. definitely has a great team I'm just a little worried about um how they're gonna perform but I think Greg has built the U.S. to be a tournament team and not a qualification league style team yeah and here's the other thing right we've watched countless friendlies we've watched countless concacaf matches where he's picked a good team and we still only got like one shot mm-hmm. so to exactly. some extent maybe it's time to switch it up maybe it's time to try uh some more unorthodox techniques or or selections and just see how it plays out is the world cup the best place to start that maybe not but <laughs> listen yeah. it, it's it's like the old saying would you rather have uh would you rather be stuck with what you have or try the devil you don't know? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I like it. I think we're going to do well. I, I trust the system. I trust as, as sad as it is, I trust Burhalter, but we have to, we don't have a choice at this point. Where do you, where do you think the U S is going to get knocked out? Where do I think, or where do I want? I think they get one past uh, group of 16 round of 16. So you think good quarters? Yes. I think wow. quarters is and like again, this could this is also me just being like a, a US fanboy, but I think quarters is the bare minimum we should be expecting. Wow. You know what I mean? I think I think round of sixteen is a successful tournament. I'll agree with you there. But like, look at the group. On paper, we beat we should beat Wales, we should beat Iran, right? Mm-hmm. Well, so like all we have to do is play how we should play, right? Win one game, <laughs> and then we're already better than we anticipated. So like, easy. <laughs> I mean, it, on paper, it's easy. Oh, man. Whoa. It starts on heard, Monday. <laughs> I also heard some big news, Joey. What is that? Apparently Tottenham's, or Tottenham is in, in looks for Joe Scally. They've been looking at him. I have also heard that. I think Man, I think Man United as well, and they're also Man United's interested in Tyler Adams apparently as well. Oh, but if Joe Scally gets picked up by Tottenham, I am buying a, a, a you know how like certain players have those half and half jerseys. Mm. I'm buying a half NYCFC, half Tottenham Joe Scally jersey. Did he play for? He did play for New York City, yet, right? He was like the third youngest player in MLS history at the time when he started. He was like sixteen. Wow. I think. Uh, let me see. He was. He was born in two thousand and two. That sucks. <laughs> He's nineteen right now. Jesus. That's when I was born. I don't. He signed. He signed to NYCFC at the age of fifteen. That's crazy. He was That's the insane. second youngest player, right behind Freddie Adu. That is ridiculous. Yeah. How old was Freddie Adu when he signed? 
Like also, is it 14. is it fair to say Freddy Adu is probably the, one of the biggest busts in uh, in in like you know what I mean? Like in I think yes. They were saying he's going to be the next Pele, and he like just does he still play soccer? I believe he does. I think he's only like thirty. <laughs> like, yeah, he's not even. That? He's thirty three. Yeah. Where is he playing right now? Look like Sweden or something. Ulstersland no. FF. <laughs> oh, he coached in Maryland for a while. Yeah, I think he might. Well, because he's from Maryland, I think. Well, he was born in Ghana, so I don't know why he was on the U.S. men's national team. But uh, well, he, he was on DC United. So yeah, that's, that's, he came from the DC United Academy. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But that is, he's played for 15 teams in nine countries. Yeah, I know. He's, he's, been, he's been around. But next to Pele, oh, lordy. Well, Joey, since we're also talking about MLS, Joey, I have some big news that the people Ooh. maybe not have heard. What is it? <laughs> uh, shout out to Eric Adams, mayor of New York City. Because now NYCFC, they've reached an agreement to build the city's first pro soccer stadium, a $780 million project for NYCFC. 23, 23 acres in Queens with a 25,000-seat stadium, a 250-room hotel, and 2.5 thousand units of housing. That's actually awesome. Those, those apartments are going to be like so ungodly expensive. <laughs> like can you imagine how much yes, living downtown queens right next to the nycfc stadium yeah that should be your goal charlie that you work up to that <laughs> i don't think i'd want to i, I think it would be terrible also uh do you have anything else you'd like to add about uh, the, uh, the episode so. i don't think so well joey I, for those of you that have listened to the podcast, you may remember last episode, which was a while ago, so if you don't remember, that's fine. The episode was me and Dan. Dan is great. Dan and I have another sports podcast based in uh, the tri-state area, being New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia. With that podcast, I started blogging, which I will, uh, we'll, we'll tweet about it, but we've decided to merge, not the two podcasts together, but merge the the kind of IPs together to make a like a, a network in a way. You know what I mean? Love it. So if you want to read either sports blogs about the Jets, about Seton Hall basketball, about NYCFC, Tottenham, West Ham, Joey, me, Dan, and anyone else of my friends or anyone else who's listening who would like to write for it, feel free because there's no limits of, uh, of you know, who, who can write. And uh, yeah, that's about it. But we'll be writing for that, and we'll be posting every time we write, which, you know, is exciting to do. Very exciting. We're expanding into more content outside of just podcasting. Woot, woot. Woot, woot indeed, Charles. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Joey, I have been your host, Charlie. And I still am your host, Joey. This has been an episode of the Marquee Matchup Show. Go USA. Boo Qatar. And that's all I have to say about that. We love you. And peace. Adios.